Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in for this Sunday, uh, April 15th, 2018. If you'd like to join Joe in Germany from the chat in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Scroll down to Danny Q's picture, click on that, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Melanie Warren, the CEO of Jazz in Me, said about my guest today, saxophonist Danny Cuse, he's sexy, fresh, edgy, distinct, and lively. He has a brand new CD out called Pink, and that's what we will be talking to him about today. Danny Cuse, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I should say welcome back. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's good to be back again. Oh, well, happy to have you back. Okay, so my first question is, what's the story behind the color pink? <laughs> That's usually the first question I get. Well, usually it's, how do, how do I pronounce your last name? And then it's, what's with the color pink? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, you know, as far as as far as colors go in, you know, I, I'm so my background um, in education is not in music, but it is in marketing and branding and, and creative. So, uh, when I start, when I decided that I was going to sort of put myself out there as a solo artist, um, I not only wanted to just create music, but I wanted to create a brand for myself, um, a persona for myself, and a, and a product for myself, something that people remembered. And color is something that people always remember about brands and products, which is why um, people always know that. Target is the color red and Home Depot is the color orange and, you know, Prince was associated with the color purple. And for me, I just wanted to pick something that I thought a was something very unique um, and something that also sort of captured the energy and the, the vibe of my music and my, my personal style. So um, pink was a perfect color because it, it's very vibrant. It has a ton of energy. Um, and I think my music and, um, just my kind of overall persona um, is equal to that. So hence why I went with the. Okay. My next question is the CD cover of the new CD, Pink. I'm so feeling the wallpaper. It's really, where did you guys, <laughs> I am so feeling that wallpaper. Where did you guys find that? So when we were doing the, the photo shoot, um, you know, for me, when I make design decisions, especially for, like for the album cover, and so the album cover is something that I actually um, art directed and um, helped create. Uh, I wanted all of, all of the elements within the photo shoot to have um, to tie back to one of the song names. Okay. And so one of the songs on the album is called "The Funky Flamingo," and mm-hmm. I was sourcing wallpaper online and I was just looking for pink wallpaper. Well, I just so happened to on this website that I was on find this this pink flamingo wallpaper that was absolutely perfect because a I had the song called the funky flamingo and it was pink so it it just worked out perfectly so it was just on a random website that I found when I was doing some searching um so it was it was very random how I found it 
Wow. Well, it works. It definitely works. I, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling this wallpaper right here. A great accent wall. I know. Yeah. Ah, really nice. Well, great I was job. I, I was I, I uh, I texted my wife. I was like, "Hey, you think we could put this up in the house somewhere?" And she was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> just an accent wall, just one wall. That's all you need. Your own pink yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Is your studio pink? So the the studio that I work um, out of in the basement is sort of combined with our downstairs kind of living area. So there's really no room for me to like incorporate pink, but. There is at some point um, a plan for me to build a, a separate space within our house where then I would probably brand everything with pink. But um, up in, uh, for now, I just have to live with it for what it is. So. Okay. All right. Now, um, outside of your career um, as a musician, do you work um, as a, you know, in marketing? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I try to keep, that's part of my life somewhat quiet just because I want people to to understand that music is um, also a, a job and a career for me. Um, so I, you don't hear me talk a lot about my, my, my kind of actual career in life, but um, yes, so I work as a creative director um, in the healthcare industry and, and I, I manage a, a $5 billion brand right now. Um, and so, so that's sort of my, kind of alter ego, right? I have sort of like this musician life. Um, and then on the flip side, I kind of have this sort of corporate um, creative marketing life. So it's, um, which are two totally very different lifestyles. So it's it's definitely interesting to balance the two. Well, you can definitely see um, that side of your life in your um, career as a musician. Your website is awesome. It's a beautiful website. I love the way you, Thank you. created that and put that together. It's very nice. Uh, website. Your videos are top-notch videos. It, you know, they look like they've been professionally done. So, I mean, you do all of that yourself. So that's you can definitely see that in your work. Thank you. Well, I, I think it's important, um, you know, not only for musicians to focus on putting out great music, but I think part of um, part of being an artist is creating. Um, this business for yourself and a persona for yourself that, mm-hmm. that makes you look like you are, um, you know, a legitimate business or a legitimate artist. And part of that is your, your creative and your marketing. And, and, um, you know, some, you see a lot of people throwing on album covers and, and photography and they just, they don't look very professional. And then that is, yeah. um, somebody's first impression of you, um, whether they've even listened to your music is just based on your website or your album cover. And if they already go into it thinking, Wow, this doesn't really look very good. So I can't imagine the music is very good either. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it's all kind of wrapped together. So. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. All right. Let's get into Pink. Tell me about the CD. So this this album for me um, was really really special because what I wanted to do is I really really wanted to break out um, of this kind of smooth jazz mold and, and do something a little bit different. And I really wanted to capture my Minneapolis roots on this album because I am a you know very passionate um, Minnesotan. I love the fact that I'm from Minneapolis. Uh, I love the fact that we've pioneered a, a sound um, called the Minneapolis sound and all the stuff that Prince and Jimmy Jam and, and Morris Day and all those guys did um, before, before me. Uh, I really wanted to, to sort of pay tribute to that. So 
uh, when I was talking with my producer, Matt Godina, who lives out in Southern California, I said, hey, man, um, I want you to really just kind of step out of what you normally have been doing and, and com- think completely different. And I want to make a funk record. I want to make a rock and roll record. I want to make a jazz record, a smooth jazz record, all this stuff combined. Um, and I started sending him materials. A lot of it was a ton of print stuff, a lot of David Sanborn stuff, a lot of this kind of sort of throwback 1980s material. Um, and then I wanted to sort of craft all that together to create this album and really create a, a unique experience from track one to the final track on the album. So um, really for me personally, um, this is, I think, one of my best albums I've come out with. And I got to work with some amazing, amazing legendary musicians that, that are born and raised right here in Minneapolis. So it's pretty exciting. Now, do you think that smooth jazz is losing its its um its time is its time, you know, do you think it's going away? I don't think it's going away. Um, I do feel that maybe the audience is starting to get smaller and smaller. And I, I, I truly believe that's because the industry, the smooth jazz industry, um, or I should say some people in the smooth jazz industry have not opened up their minds a little bit to different mm-hmm. styles and different formats. And we're kind of stuck on this, this one sort of formula for how people should have to record and how they should sound. And I think um, the industry needs to open up their minds a little bit and be accepting of, of some different sounds and different styles because we're, we're going to need to um, start capturing a younger audience. Yes. And some of the stuff that I listen to, I, I know for a fact that people my age, they don't want to listen to that. It just is not, it, it, it just doesn't capture them. And that's again where I feel like this, this record I've been able able to open up my demographics a little bit and say, okay, I'm not just going to be marketing this to a, a, a select crowd of smooth jazz lovers, but I can market this to younger people who love, you know, more jazz funk stuff, more jam band um, people, my age, that's, you know, a lot of horn bands and things like that stuff that the younger kids want to want to actually listen to. So I feel mm-hmm. like um, there's a lot of artists that are trying to sort of, um, reinvent themselves in smooth jazz, and we just need the the for, the format to support that. So yes, I've heard that before from other artists how they want to kind of do something different um, outside of uh, smooth jazz. Skinny Hightower is one of them. Um, he definitely wants you know he's kind of thinks outside of the box. He always said he never listens to smooth jazz. He kind of does his own thing. And so I've heard yep. another artist I know of wants to do some R and B. Um, so yeah, I've heard that uh, before. So well, and if, okay. you, if you take a look at a lot of the jazz festivals, um, it'll it'll be labeled as a smooth jazz festival, but exactly. they have you know huge R and B acts on it, and there's a reason for that is because they know that those people are going to draw a bigger audience. So mm-hmm. um, so smooth jazz really needs to reinvent itself, I, I believe, for it to have um, some sustaining power. I agree. I totally agree with you on that one. Okay, so now with Pink, how long were you working on this CD? Are these all original songs? So we started working on this album back in, I want to say, August, September of last year. Uh, And we worked all the way up, all right through, I think, I believe March is when 
all the files were sent over to get mixed and mastered. So it was it was a pretty tight timeline. Um, and there are eight tracks on the album, and they're all completely original. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's take a listen. I'm going to start with Pink and Paisley. Tell me about this one. Oh, this is actually one of my favorite songs on the album. So um, this song is, for, for me personally, the probably the best tribute song to um, the Minneapolis sound and to Prince on this record. Uh, it has a lot of sort of this kind of Minneapolis vintage throwback vibe to it. It's very, very funky, very edgy. And um, when we started writing this, I was like, my sax was sounding cool, but I was like, I would love to get a horn section on this tune because I really think it would just drive this song into a whole new dimension and decided to reach out to um, this group called the Hornheads. And they are a group of horn players here in Minneapolis that have 30 plus years of performing with Prince, um, Shaka Khan, um, pretty much any famous musician that you can think of, they have worked with them, but they're well known for performing with Prince for many, many, many years. And so I reached out to them. Um, Michael B. Nelson is the trombone player and he is sort of the main um, hornhead and sent them the track and they loved it. And so they recorded all the parts, sent it over. And um, it turned out, I think, again, like I said, I feel like it's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. So, all right, from saxophonist Danny Q's new CD, Pink, this is Pink and Paisley.
Ann Paisley. That is from Danny Q's new release, Pink. A nice high-energy track there. Joe in the chat room says, that's hot. The whole band is on fire, and that bass, he loves he's loving the bass. <laughs> I forgot to actually say, so the bass player, um, he's also a featured artist on that track. Um, another Minneapolis legend, his name is Paul Peterson, and he um, was part of Prince's um, camp way back in the day, um, played with um, The Time, The Family, um, and when I when we were working on that song, I told my producer, I said, man, we got to get we got to get Paul on bass because he's just going to mm-hmm. make this track. And <laughs> so it's just unbelievable. <laughs> now, are all of the artists working with you on Pink in Minnesota? So all most of the artists that are featured on the album are from Minnesota. There's a few there's a few guest um, artists that are on the album that are not from here. Um, so and then. Matt, my producer, also played a lot of the keys, bass, and guitar on, on a lot of the tracks as well. So, Okay. All right. So, Danny, how long have you been playing, and at what age did you decide? I mean, did you always want to be a musician? I think I always knew that I wanted to be a musician. And, you know, my my parents were really good about putting me in a lot of different things when I was younger, especially because I, I was kind of – um, a pretty energetic child. And so I was not only in sports, um, but I was in theater, I was in music. Um, but I started playing music in fourth grade. I started off on the violin and then after a year of that switched over to play the saxophone. So I was able to play in concert band in fifth grade. Um, and I think when I, when I, the first time I heard a David Sanborn album that my mom purchased for me to listen to, that's when I knew I'm like, I want to sound just like that. And I want to do that. And that was, I believe in sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. And I think from there I kind of was hooked. And ever since then, um, had pretty much knew that I wanted music to be in my life in some way or another. And, you know, life has taken me on a, a, you know, quite the journey over the last 20 years. And um, just about four years ago, um, this month is when I really decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to actually go for this. I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there as a solo artist. I'm going to start making records. And so we're really only four years into this and I feel like we're doing a lot of really cool things, but, um, you know, up until that point, up until about four years ago, I was predominantly, you know, performing locally in bands and mm-hmm. just kind of being a sideman um, and not really focusing on an actual career. Um, but now I'm now I'm out there trying to do it. So, hey, and what do your coworkers think of you performing? Have they come to your shows? Yeah, I I have a, a an amazing support system um, that you know I get from everywhere, including my coworkers. Um, they they love it. I mean, I they they want to buy my albums. They come out and see me perform. So they are 100% supportive. And I think for me personally, that is um, has been a blessing for me is to, is to have support from so many different aspects of my life. My you know not only just my parents and my sister, um, but my wife, all of my friends. I mean, it's it's like having you know, a hundred people backing you and, and are always there to, to help you when you need and, and to support you. And, and that's, you kind of need that um, because mm-hmm. the music industry can be tough. It can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. It can be very humbling. It can be very scary. 
um, and very frustrating. And to be able to have people in your life to to have your back 24-7 and to support everything you do, I think that's extremely important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned David Sanborn, and Will Donato um, said that you are the next generation David Sanborn. Um, so that is a great <laughs> compliment <laughs> from a, a jazz saxophonist. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like I kind of feel weird about it. Like, I mean, because I just think of the iconic status that David Sanborn is, and I don't think I am anywhere near that. Um, but to have somebody like Will tell me, he's like, you you have that thing that that you know that new sound. You you know, and for him to say that is just amazing because for me, David Sanborn is to me one of the you know greatest saxophone players in my life personally. Um, to ever play and, and um, has been a, you know, just an amazing influence on my career. So. All right. I am talking to saxophonist Danny Cuse. His brand new release is called Pink. If you would like to call in with a question and or a comment, then the phone number is 646-716-5485. So I am curious about um, track seven, the title G504. I'm going to play this next. Tell me about this one. Sure. So this is uh, this is probably, I said the other track was my favorite, but this one actually is my favorite. Pink and Paisley <laughs> is my second, but this is, this is my number one, um, my number one favorite track on the album. Um, just because I think it is the perfect combination of, of styles for me. It, it definitely has that kind of sort of throwback David Sanborn vibe. Um, but also has that sort of, you know, kind of funky Minneapolis, you know, stank on it. Mm-hmm. And when we were recording the track, my producer came up with this really cool melody um, uh, that I don't even think he intended to be the melody, but it just, I heard it and I was like, dude, that's, that's the melody. Let's, let's, let's go with it. And how, you know, when we were done with it, I said, God, it would be great if we could get a, a keyboard player to just, throw down on this and just rip a solo at the end, but then also double the melody parts. And so there's a, the keyboard player, Valerie Stepanov, who's on this is uh, from Russia and he is Mm -hmm. unbelievably talented. And I have known him for many years um, just through YouTube because he's got some crazy YouTube videos out here, out there of him playing fusion jazz and funk and all this crazy stuff. And the dude is like seriously unbelievable. And so I reached out to him and just said, Hey man, um, I have this track. Would love you to throw down on it. And I sent him the song and, and, and I remember him emailing me back and he's like, dude, he's like, this song is awesome. He's like, this just made my day to, to be able to record on this. And so he, he, he laid, um, he laid a keyboard track on this thing and I got it back and I was just, I, I like literally like threw my phone up in the air. Cause I was like, this is unbelievable sounding. Um, and it just made the song. And then, for me personally, the solo that I played on this, I, for me, is I feel like it's one of those iconic solos that um, people will remember. And people are like, man, did you hear that solo on, on G504? And it's kind of like the solo on Chicago Song by David Sanborn. It's just one of those iconic solos that people remember and want to transcribe or listen to over and over again. So I, I just, I'm really happy with this song. All right, this is G504.
Another hot track from Danny Q's new CD, Pink. That is G504. Ah, all right, Danny, you're doing your thing there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Very that nice. <laughs> all right, we have a couple of phone calls. Um, Mike and Wanda are on the phone. I'm going to go with Mike first. Hey, Mike. Hey, Terry. Hey, Danny. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, my brother? <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. Chilling, man. I just wanted to uh, call in and... Uh, and uh, check out some of this nice '80s funk that you got bringing back. You bring back that '80s funk. I like that. Man. Absolutely, that was man. <laughs> man, that's the that's when music was. That's when music had some energy to it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes indeed. indeed. Especially yeah. on the keys and everything. I, I I love those keys. But uh, uh, like I said, just wanted to call in, man, and like I said, you know, show my support. You know, like uh, I was telling Terry, I, I think that you're a great artist. Um, you know, I, I love everything about you, man. That's why I started to, you know, work with you and everything because I, I think that you do represent the future of the genre and everything. You know, you're you're a youthful cat. You understand the marketing and promotion of the game and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. I think you got everything that you need going forward to, uh, you know, be a success in this business. And um, like I say, man, and uh, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. And you know, until you throw me off the train. So, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate so, that, man. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, when we talk a lot about you know, trying to reinvent smooth jazz and bring new stuff. It's it's not in an effort to say what's out there now is 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 not relevant, not not good. Um, but I think for music to evolve, there needs to be artists that are willing to go out there and put themselves out there and take a chance on doing something new. And I just want well, I want to yes. keep iterating to the format, like support that, support innovation in music because without it, um, people are going to get you know things get stale, like. Every genre starts it starts to innovate itself. If you take a look at what rock and roll is right now, it's different from what it was 30 years ago. Um, and so I just want to continue to push that innovation. Um, and so that's that's what I'm trying to do. So. Yeah, I agree. Right. Definitely agree. You know, same thing as like with hip hop. You know, I mean, right now me me and Terry we talk about it all the time. You know, right now the jazz equivalent is like saying like you know. Curtis Blow is still the king of hip hop, and he's still touring around the tour. You know, and the younger guys like the, you know, Jay Z and all that, they're not getting their due and everything. You know, but like I said, in order for things to kind of change, you kind of have to let the younger generation, you know, come up and and help to bring in a younger crowd as well, and bring a new crowd and a new uh, demographic to the genre. But uh, you know, jazz has been kind of stagnant for so long, and you know, we've been seeing the same thirty artists for the past twenty years. It's, it's kind of sad, but. I think that um, you'll be one of the ones that will kind of be be able to change that, um, you know, um, thing and everything. Because uh, like you have the, uh, you you got the look, man. You know, you, you I mean, you wear pink, bro. A pink, a pink jacket. Sorry, <laughs> brother came to look. Sorry, brother came to the show with some pink Nikes. I'm like, bro, where you get pink Nikes from? <laughs> yeah, he came to with pink, but 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 he has his own look, which I like. You know, I I like his persona, everything. You know, you know. I mean, I never met a white kid with with a mohawk. Like Danny Hughes has, okay, you know, but yeah. uh, but, but Danny's yeah. a cool guy, you know, very good musician, and uh, like a lot of people should pick the CD up and uh, and like I said, and uh, embrace the change. And music, Thanks, Mike, yes. and you know what, I gotta, you know, while while I got you on here, man, let me tell you that I I myself personally appreciate, um, you know, how, your support for the new the new generation, and same with you, Terry, you guys. Um, put yourselves out there to support the up-and-coming artists, and, and that that truly means the world to to both myself and all of us guys that are out there trying to trying to do this for a living. So, you know, thank you to you guys for everything that you're doing to to, to try to help us. So, 
My pleasure. My yeah. pleasure. Yep. So, I'll talk to you, Danny, oh. Mr. Terry. I'll talk to you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and keep being sick, so I, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Talk Thank to you, guys you later. Mike. Bye-bye. Hey, Miss Wanda. Well, hello, Miss Terry. How are you? How are you? Good, good. Say and hello to Danny. Mr. And Mr. Danny Pink, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey Wanda, how you, you doing? <laughs> I'm good, honey. You, I told you, you have been on my bucket list forever. <laughs> and well, it I'm sounds about, like you're gonna be coming to North Carolina, right? Oh, honey, you better ask somebody. I'm gonna be there with my <laughs> <foot> on, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited that you're going to make it, and I apologize that I'm, I'm not playing anywhere closer to you. I, it's okay because when I go to North Carolina, that's actually home for me, Greensboro, and Durham is like 45 minutes to an hour away, so I will be there. <laughs> well, I, it's going to be it's going to be a pleasure to finally get to meet you in person, and I I got a big hug waiting for you, and I'll I'll get you a CD signed and everything, and I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, performing for you that night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and you know I can't wait. You know, it's nothing like like we were you were talking about the funky and the you know the new generation. But you know, it's nothing like going to a jazz show. I go to a lot of shows because we all know that. And whenever either the sax player, the bass player, the drummer hit that hit that what they call a pocket, they get that get that thump going on, it just makes my night. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what Prince and all the all the guys that played. It was all about that that pocket, that funk, um, which is yeah. why I mean, I you know, listen to Maceo Parker and Candy Dolfer. I mean, those those to me are like they got it. I mean, that, <laughs> they got mm-hmm. that stank on it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, honey, you just keep doing what you're doing, and I always refer to you as Emmett's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think he's more famous than I am. <laughs> he is. He, you know, I watched him grow up. He's just a little sweetie pie to me. He is a little mm-hmm. cutie, and and uh, I'm, you know, he's he really uh, is. he's an ins- he's an inspiration, um, a newfound inspiration in my life. You know, I never never realized what having a kid could do to somebody, but um, it's amazing. I mean, being a dad is is one of the greatest gifts um, I've ever been blessed with, and. Uh, as much as oh, I love wow. music, I love I love my family and my kid um, even more. So, mm-hmm. well, that's what's important. But I look forward to seeing you next month. We don't have, we don't have that. It's, it's it's about a month away, but it's gonna come fast. And I am on cloud nine. I am well, on I'm serious so cloud I'm, nine. I'm really happy that you're that you're that happy because I, I it's great to you know when I know that people are looking forward to coming coming out and seeing my shows that just makes me even more excited to to come and 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 bring my bring my A game and and put on uh you know the best performance that I can for you guys so I I seriously look forward to it. Well, that's great because I thought I was going to have to fly to Minneapolis or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as of right now, I don't think anybody wants to fly to Minneapolis. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's some snow going on. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Will you take care, and I would definitely see you next month. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it, and I look forward to it. 
All right. Well, you take care. Talk with you later. Thank you, All Wanda. All right. Sounds good. All right, Carrie. Bye-bye. Bye. So I want to read a review, Danny, of one of your performances um, at a jazz club. And this is from Tremaine Thompson. He is the owner of the Perfect Note Jazz Club in Birmingham, Alabama. And he said that yep. Danny's was one of the best and most energetic shows they've had since they've opened the venue. Tell me about that show. So that was my um, that was last year, and it was my first time performing um, in that in that market. And Tremaine uh, Thompson, who I um, could just could not be any more impressed with um, as far as his his business ethic and just him as a human being. Um, he brought me down, um, treated me like I was some A list musician, and um, we had an amazing amazing show that night. Uh, with guys that I've never played with before, but they were all so incredibly professional and brought, brought their a game. And, and we just had, we just had a fun night performing. And um, the people of Birmingham have a very, very um, rich appreciation for good music. And I just, I came off that stage just feeling like I was on cloud nine. And then I remember him texting me that review and he's, and um, that just, I, I just had a, smile on my face I was just like wow that that was just so cool for because I know he has some of the best you know people come through that place um and I look forward to coming back there um because they're 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 on my stop for my tour and and it's just great to have the support of, of somebody like Tremaine who's who's really supporting us artists um so that was, it was really cool to have that review yeah Wow, he must have really, really enjoyed your music, enjoyed your playing and your show, and um, that's awesome. So that's a good review, really nice. All right, yeah. um, I'm going to close the show with another song, Danny. I'm gonna let you pick it. Ooh, that's a good. Let's see. Why don't we go with? Let's go with the Funky Flamingo because this, to me, is the song on the album that is really breaking a lot of boundaries. Um, and I think is is probably the song on the album because it, it's it's it definitely doesn't have a smooth jazz vibe to it. It's very kind of like um, just straight jazz funk, um, and really really just gets kind of heavy at the end with this kind of distorted like crazy like ripping guitar solo. So let's let's end with that one because it's got a lot of energy to it and um, features my brother uh, um, my brother from another mother, mother Mr. Aaron Weiner. Um, and him and I are, um, we have a little horn project called the Minneapolis Horns. And so mm-hmm. I brought him in to do this track. And then my other really, really good friend, David Feely, um, is playing the guitar solo. And, and they're both Minneapolis um, Minneapolis musicians. So let's end with that one. All right, good. Now let everyone know where you're playing next and where they can find you on social media. Sure. So uh, I have a, a three-month tour coming up that starts next uh, Saturday in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm performing um, all the way through the end of June. So if you go to my website, dannycuse.com, you can look at all my tour dates. The album drops this Friday, um, and uh, you can find me on all the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's it's various names, but it's all around Dan Cuse or Dan Cuse Sachs. You should be able to find me, though. Okay. 
All right. Now, um, also, I want to say if there are any promoters listening, if you would like to book Danny to one of your events, you can contact his manager, booking purse agent, and that is Mike Reynolds, um, by going to mastermindartistgroup.com, and you can get the contact information there uh, to book Danny for any future events. All right, Danny, I appreciate another opportunity to speak with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, I love doing this. And again, I just want to reiterate, Terry, I, I, you know, thank you for supporting us artists and, and putting yourself out there and bringing us up, you know, um, you know, and, and pushing our, our product out to, you know, the people that you're connected with. So, cause without you guys, um, we don't have, you know, that connection. So thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Mike, thanks for calling in. Ms. Wanda, thank you for calling in. And Joe in Germany, thank you for hanging out as always. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz, and I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. From Danny's new CD, Pink, this is Funky Flamingo. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.